a landslide victory. Game. Blouses. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. But it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. 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 It's uh, it just doesn't matter. I mean, I you know, I mean, everybody's got to have something to talk about. Everybody's got to have something to write about. That's what makes the world go round. That's what makes it fun. Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I think excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. You know, I'm just a just a big hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. And now Brad Sinkiff and John Height with the press box on the roar. Box. Brad Singham here with John Height. We're broadcasting live today on a Friday, January the 26th, 2024. The weekend is upon us. NFC, AFC championship games are upon us. Clemson Duke is upon us. We'll be discussing all of that today. Coaching hires in the NFL, the carousel winding down a little bit here, coming down the stretch of this week. That's good news. A lot to get to on a busy show. We have a couple guests lined up for you as well. We've got Connor O'Neill uh, from Blue Devils Illustrated there to break down the Duke side of things, take a look at the ACC and how we've used it. Here we are in late January, so things are starting to take a little bit of shape in the league. And we'll get his thoughts on that matchup tomorrow at 4 p.m. at Cameron Indoor right here on The Roar. We'll have it for you. Don Munson, Tim Beret. Pre-game at 3.30, and then we'll get you the live broadcast at 4. So make sure you stay tuned for that this weekend and looking forward to a really good basketball opportunity for the Clemson Tigers. We'll discuss that throughout the show. And then coming up in Hour 3, we'll have our good friend Daniel Shirley from Athletic.com, usually on Thursdays, moving over to Friday for the week, for this week. And we'll talk to Daniel about uh, various things in college football and some of the other hirings that have gone on in the NFL and his 49ers are in play this weekend. So we'll get to a little of that uh, as well. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing well, Brad. How are you doing this morning? I am well. I am excited about today's show and uh, looking forward to the weekend. What's what's the uh, what's the big ticket item on the weekend? Uh, you just referenced it tomorrow with a 3.30 pregame and a 4 o'clock tip. It's Clemson and Duke. I, I really think the Tigers have a chance in this game. I don't know that I'm willing to, to outright predict victory right this this moment, but I could be talked into it. You could be talked into it? I could be talked into it. Well, maybe I'll talk you into it. Maybe I? you can talk me into it. I, I just, I don't know. I feel like, I, I don't want to say that the Florida State game righted all the wrongs, but I, I think by now I, I know what the path of victory looks like. I've seen Duke play 
a little listless at times in in recent outings. Uh, they just lost at Pitt. Are they gonna Are they gonna drop another home game? Maybe not. But I just I think there's some opportunities. Is this Is this a good Duke team in your opinion? I still don't know. I think it has good players. Yeah, I don't know that it's a good team yet. I think it's a talented team, but yeah. I don't know. I think it's a talented roster. I don't know if they're a good team yet. I I think there are some individuals on here that pose real problems uh, for for teams. Obviously, Filipowski's very good. Mitchell, sure. Proctor, you know they they've got some some guys who are going to be matchup nightmares for anybody, Clemson included. It's just a matter of. When does it come to get? I, I saw that Blue Devils are, are not a complete team yet. They're figuring it out. Clemson has an experience advantage over Duke. They definitely do. And I also really like the fact that Clemson did not have a midweek game this week. You know, I think that's been part of the issues at times defensively. They've been the legs are tired. Well, I mean, would you rather get a week off before Louisville at home or Duke on the road? Duke on the road. Yeah, every time. Every time. It's like a bye week. In you know, in college or NFL, absolutely, you get a chance to recharge the batteries and and you know, as I've said many times, I've talked to coaches about this. We don't realize how difficult it is to make changes in a season, to kind of stop what you're because you're always on to the next game, on to the next game. You have two days, maybe three, if you're lucky, to prepare for the next game. It's not a lot of time to fix problems. You're just trying to scout the opponent. You know, figure out what you need to do to win the game and go try to win the game. You don't stop and go, okay, internal controls. Like, what are we doing? And why are we doing this? Why is this working? Why is that not working? You get a whole week to do that kind of thing. You know, you get extra practice time. You get rest time. Rehab time. Yeah. Guys can go get treatment if they're banged up and, you know, working through some stuff. So I I would think that this coaching staff has had a, a grand opportunity to reevaluate and catch their breath and figure out defensively some of the things that they could probably do better. I just don't think you fix those in a season. I, th- I think it's you're supposed you know you're supposed to you're the, you're the coaching staff. It's so hard to do. I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's just really difficult to do. And with the limited amount of time you have with the players, yeah, very limited. This is at the NBA where you can sit there in a meeting all day long if you want. You know you've you've got to adhere to certain policies. And go to class. Guys got to go to class and take tests and all that kind of stuff. So there's there's a lot to work through. So this week off, I feel like, and had Clemson just played a midweek game, I'm not sure I'm this optimistic on the Tigers. I, I agree with you. I, I think it would be, especially just because I feel like they've been kind of running on fumes the last couple of weeks with playing so many games. Yeah, they needed a break. Uh, because they January has not gone well. No one's shying away from that. They had a lot of time off there during the holidays, right? They had like a week off in between mm-hmm. Christmas and, and New Year's. Each each week had like basically a whole week off. So they didn't play a ton of games during the holidays. Maybe that affected them a little bit, and they came back, and they just weren't – they didn't have the same energy level, or the defense wasn't as good, or the shots weren't falling. And that's their thing. Getting the whole week off, these guys are going to spend – I bet they spend an enormous amount of time in the gym this week just working on their shot over and over and over again. So this should be an opportunity. That's a good opportunity for Clemson to go on the road right now. I, I again, you'd much rather play Duke now than coming off a stretch of you know four games and or three games in seven days or whatever, yeah, exactly, you know? <laughs> yeah, where you're just worn out and exhausted. This is a good opportunity here. And do you think Duke could overlook Clemson, or do you think that they 
I, the, th- the problem is I, I don't know that Duke overlooks anybody. I just don't know that they they just they just don't play that well as a team at times against people. Yeah, I don't see Duke overlooking Clemson. I know that's always kind of the the want right when you're going into Durham or you're going into Chapel Hill that you want them to kind of be overlooking the situation. Yep. I don't think that'll be the case. Duke is night. It would help if um, you know they play North Carolina on the third of February. Yeah. If the Clemson game was right before the North Carolina game, you may be able to have that. But with the Virginia Tech buffer in there, I think you get the full attention. You want to hear a weird oddity for the Duke Blue Devils? Sure. They are three and one in quad one games this year. It's a good record. In fact, that's one of the better records in in the country percentage wise. They are zero and three in quad two games. What? Yeah. Zero and three in quad twos. That doesn't make any sense. No, it makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, but three and one in quad fours. The one, the one quad four, or I'm sorry, quad one. The one quad one win was there, or uh, one quad one loss. There we go. Was Arizona? But was it like a quality loss in quad one, or was it a? <laughs> you have to ask Jerry Palm or Joe Lenardi. I don't, I don't rank within a ranking. I don't rate within a rating system. I am still mad about that from the other day. Yeah, I am too. I mean, I understand the premise of it, but what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. We're talking about something I read uh, on Monday morning that the quad ones, not every quad one game is the same. Which, in theory, I get it. If you beat number three or you beat number, you know, 32, they're, they're not equal. I understand from that standpoint, but how do you rate that within the rating? We're going quad one A, quad one B, quad one C? Is that... Are we going to start doing that? I hope not. I think what I'm trying to say is the whole point of doing this was to eliminate some of the guessing game for the committee and make it easier to evaluate teams. Don't we just make it harder by saying some quad one games mean more or less than others? That's what happens when we get like actual time to sit and think about what we're doing. It's like, oh, three and one in quad one. But you know that three and four quad one record is actually better. I mean, Joe, you could do that. (laughs) That's my point. You could literally say that and convince someone that having a losing record in, in quad one is actually better than the winning record in quad one. Based on the number of games and the number of opponents and the uh how they ranked in the in the quad one. And the thing is there like you, you can't you can't look at a, a spreadsheet and and really do that without a ton of information in front of you. It's just ridiculous. So here we are. Uh, Clemson gets a chance for a quad one win. This would get them back on the um, 500 side, I believe, of quad games. In fact, I was looking to see if Clemson fell or anything. Uh, no, they're, they're they're 32nd, so they moved up in in the uh, net rankings. Three and four in quad one games. So this is a chance to get back to 500 in quad one. But more importantly, it's a chance to sort of stamp a big victory this season and a a marquee win, you know, the resume kind of victory, and also to climb back into, you know, good play, a better place in the ACC standings where Clemson's three and four right now and just sort of middle of the pack. Get it would be play. a massive statement win. And I think it could generate a lot of momentum for Louisville, Virginia, and North Carolina in the games to follow. I still think Clemson's about to go on a run. I don't know if it's if it starts tomorrow. The run may be they win four out of the, out of five, counting the one that they won this past weekend at Florida State. 
maybe Duke's the loss there, and they go and win three more games after that. Look at that. Look, Brad's out here calling a shot. I, I No, Clemson at North Carolina in a couple weeks. Oh, boy. I think they played North Carolina really well. I do, too. I don't think it was as That's the best defense of effort they had all season. They just didn't make enough shots. They had that, that stretch there in the second half where seemingly nothing went in the last, what, six, seven minutes of the game. Yeah. Just could not get field goals. I don't know if they can play that defensive effort enough, but they at least have the, the, the blueprint now, the game plan. North Carolina will make adjustments. Clemson will make adjustments. It's part of the game. But I, I think they'll be more confident going into that one than they would most years. I would tend to agree with you there. I would little, tend to agree with you there. I just like there's a little run coming. A little run. Hey, I'm not going I'm not gonna argue you. A little spurt. I'd love to see it. Get back into where I think Clemson should be in the standings, which is, you know, definitely in the upper half and maybe in the upper Upper five here pretty soon. And look, there's going to be some other teams that are going to start to fall. So if Clemson can start winning, you know, teams like Wake Forest, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but dang, there's some. <laughs> Wake catching a stray in segment one. <laughs> there might be some teams that start to fall off a little bit. I do, do I need Forest to remind State. you that Connor O'Neill also covers the Wake Forest Stephen yeah, Deacons, yeah. who we'll have on later in the show. Yeah, I, I don't know if he can do a whole lot of defense of them right now. Uh, there are a lot of people defending them to make the top 25, and then they. They got routed a couple times, so I don't know. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, Virginia, it is surprising as bad as Virginia has been, John. As disappointing as Virginia has been through a lot of this year, they're five and three in league play. Yeah, I don't know what that says about the rest of the league because I don't think Virginia's any good. I don't think they have any real score. I mean, Bingman's Bingman's a good all-around player, but he's. He doesn't bail them out game after game. NC State 5-3. Do you think NC State's a good team? I'm not sure. When they're when they're not double burden people. Yeah, when they're not going full Wolfpack. Um I I think they're one of those teams. I think they've got some good players, but I don't know if they're a really good team. And I've talked about it before. I don't I'm not the biggest Kevin Keats fan either. Mm, yes, I'm. I'm on board with you on that. Uh, he he talks a lot, sometimes too much. Just go play, just go win. But they're five and three right now. I could see Wake Forest hitting a, you know, tough stretch at some point soon. Uh, Florida State at six and two is a big surprise to me. Uh, I think the Seminoles are talented, but they're kind of a one man, you know, band. But they've been figuring it out lately. Not against Clemson. I, I am fascinated for the 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 game before our game tomorrow. Clemson at four o'clock, but at two o'clock, Brad, we have Florida State and North Carolina. It's a big one. It's a real two top really teams in the ACC right now. Yeah. Where's that game at? North Carolina. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, I think I'll I think I'll back the hills. No, it's at Florida State. Oh, I'll still back the hills <laughs> in that one. <laughs> Full Tar Hill tomorrow. Tar Heel Brad. Oh, boy. Hey, I mean, not a surprise. The Argyle's looking good on you this morning. I'm glad to see you come in here with the baby blue on. Here we are. Me me picking North Carolina on the road and thinking Clemson's going to beat Duke, potentially have a chance to beat Duke tomorrow. Boy, that does not look good for the nicknames I picked up. 654 Roar, you want to get in with Bandwagon Brad and John Scofford. We'd love to hear from you today 654-7627 on the phone lines on the Adams and Co. roofing text line 
What you most looking forward to this weekend? We've got obviously the NFC and AFC Championship games. We'll start breaking those down. We've got guests lined up. It's going to be a busy show. Get in more after this. Don't go anywhere. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 120,000 miles of night drives, daily commutes, and who knows how many. Are we there yet? Through countless fixes, elbow grease, and a new radiator, you kept your ride alive. With eBay Motors, you have over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Calling all coffee lovers. The Dream Center is excited to announce that they have officially launched a coffee brand. They are currently offering three different flavors. Colombian, Donut Shop, and French Vanilla. The Dream Center receives $5 from each bag of coffee sold, and trust me, they're all delicious and a great way to start your morning. Purchase yours today and help make a difference. Buy online at dreamcenterpc.org or in person at their easily resale store on Calhoun Memorial Highway. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and create an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit cantycanfixit.com. Sitting here again today with our good friend Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Listener asks, Walt, I think that I read in my Medicare and you book that I have another shot at changing plans in the January to March period if I have a Medicare Advantage plan already. Ask Gary for me. Good catch, listener. You would qualify if you have a Medicare Advantage plan already in effect. Additionally, there are other special election periods that you may qualify for, and you do not need to wait until next year to use them. I recommend that you call me today at 864-307-8484 and let's discuss your individual circumstance. There you go, listener. Give Gary a call today at 864-307-8484. And remember, Gary represents seven of the largest Medicare insurance companies and approximately 125 plans. In the unlikely event that you would want another company's plan, Gary will shepherd you through SHIP or Medicare to accomplish that goal. An ultimate day of relaxation and rejuvenation from Lilia Day Spa in Anderson is the perfect gift for her on Valentine's Day. Year after year, they've been voted Anderson's premier spa, and their staff is ready to treat her mind, body, and spirit in a relaxing and private setting. Choose a sweet treat package or a Be Mine package, a sweetheart, or a Cupid's holiday package. Lilia Day Spa can create something special, or a gift certificate is ideal for Valentine's. Anderson's premier day spa, Lilia Day Spa, 116 Benson Street, downtown Anderson. Start the year off in a brand new Bronco Sport from George Coleman Ford and Travelers West with prices as low as $32,395 and special rates as low as 0.9% for 60 months. You'll be the envy of your friends in your new George Coleman Ford Bronco Sport. In business for over 90 years and led by the fourth generation, Broncos cost less than Travelers Rest at George Coleman Ford. With approved credit, offer good through April 2nd, 2024. Hey guys, did you go up a pant size over this winter? Shed that weight with semiglutide from Low Country Mail. It reduces cravings, lowers A1C, and lets you lose weight with no strict diets or exercise. All plans include primary care, labs, medication, and more. 
No long-term contracts, just straightforward pricing. Proven results make men men again. Lowcountrymail.com. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. 105.5 and 97.5, we are The Roar, where every day is game, game day. Back here live on the roar, 9.25 a.m. We want to get in. We want to hear from you. 654. We'll do some more college basketball coming up in a little bit. We break down Clemson and Duke. 4 p.m. tomorrow right here on the roar. We'll have Connor O'Neill in an hour to discuss it. John, the coaching carousel in the NFL coming to a bit of a slowdown. We've seen some hires uh, over the last show cycle from the time we got off the air until we've come back on um i'm curious as for you which which one is more intriguing the panthers hiring dave canales the oc from tampa bay while raheem morris is making his triumphant return to the atlanta falcons now to be the full-time not interim head coach Let's start with the Falcons. All right. I like the hire. It seems like Raheem Morris is well-liked within that organization, within that building. I think he and Arthur Blank have a very good relationship, so that is not very surprising to see him be the hire. He's a good football coach. Not a great record. 21-38 and 38 as a football coach. No, not coach. a great record. He was very bad. Was it Tampa? Yeah, he was really, really bad. He had two bad years in Tampa, but he also... Yeah, he, he did. He had two bad years in Tampa. They, they also were kind of listless at that time as an organization, which they've been... A lot of their times. history, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm glad to see him get another opportunity as a head coach. I think this is a, a good spot for him. But I'm curious what it... I mean, because Brad, it kind of seemed like Bill Belichick was a, kind of a done deal to Atlanta. And all of a sudden, we got off the air yesterday, and it, it wasn't. I can't help but think the presence of Rich McKay did, in the end, have some merit in the decisions made. Why do you think that? Well, I think it's very fascinating what came out. And Adam Schefter reported this after the Raheem Morris hire, and they're going to keep Terry Fontenot. And you know what? Bill Belichick may not want Terry Fontenot either. But they are both those two gentlemen, the head coach and the GM of the Atlanta Falcons, are not answering to the president of the organization, which is Rich McKay. They are answering to Arthur Blank. 
And I just wonder if Bill Belichick put that seed in Arthur Blank's head that, hey, this isn't going to work if you think McKay is going to uh, be able to run this thing and have me there. No, you know, I, that, that's why I think there's some merit to it. And then the other part of that that I think find very intriguing is the potential for dissension within the ranks here. Because what do you do if you work in the organization and the head coach and the GM answer to the owner, but you answer to McKay? First time McKay tells you something you don't want to do, you're going to get mad about it. There's going to be some issues there. Now, the good thing for Arthur Blank by doing this is it makes McKay very expendable. Yeah, very. And if I'm McKay, I'm going ahead and brushing up the resume and trying to figure out where my next stop is because I don't think he's long for Atlanta. He's only been there a year. He was hired last January. But I don't think he's long for Atlanta. So this was a was an interesting power move. Uh, it, it's almost like... I I have to I have to have the the sense that Belichick said thanks but no thanks or the negotiation process because that's what it was it wasn't interviews it was negotiations it was sure. meetings it was coming to terms that they just couldn't agree for the right either the right focus of the organization or build it and get what he really wanted or he refused to work for McKay or blanks like I can't write a blank check for this this and this or I can't let you bring your guys in whatever it could have been plethora of reasons but at the end of the day i feel like belichick and atlanta was just a marriage that couldn't happen yeah and and morris was the backup plan all along which is a good it's not a bad backup plan no it is not like i said i'm if i was a falcons fan i would be excited about the hire you would be excited yes i would okay he you know he was very underwhelming at times He's had three. He did coach eleven games as an interim for the Falcons in twenty twenty. Throughout twenty twenty, I yeah, I'm not. I don't put any weight on that. He's also in a bad situation. He's had some bad rosters. Now this roster's not great. No, it's not, and I, that is something that worries me. But but I think it's better than what he had. It, oh, that times. team in Tampa was awful. Yes, the Glazers did did not care at all. No, not one bit. They were too bad. That was back. Remember, this was 2009 to 2011. I don't think they were off running soccer back then. Not only they cared. Remember, there was a stretch where they didn't care anything about the Bucks. They left all these other people in charge, and they went over and played in the Premier League for a long time. And then they come back, and they're like, oh, our organization's in a mess. It's a wreck. Let's fix it. Here's and Tom Brady. Here's Tom Brady fell into our laps. And Bruce Arians fell into their laps. Yeah, that's also a very good point. Let's give Arians the credit. He was there before Brady. But still, that that happened. So that was an error they didn't... Remember, they got the number one pick in the draft to take Jameis Winston. But in, that was in 2015. Yes, yeah, so that was way after Raheem Moore. Because they, I know, but I'm just saying they had let the roster get so bad that they ended up having to pick that, that high. So you give Morris a, you know, more of a fighting chance this time around? Probably so. He's going to fix the defense. You like that. At least you think he's going to fix the defense. And <laughs> get your eye roll ready, John. You ready for this? He's been around Sean McVay for the last, you know, Oh, that's of right. Years. He has an association now, again, with Sean McVay. He's been the last couple of seasons with McVay. So this but means he, he recognizes offense now, right? Not only that, Brad, but it's even better because he was a member of the 2013 Washington Redskins football coaching staff. Was he? Yeah, he was the defensive backs coach from 12 to 14. Everybody 
has moved up in that staff. Yeah, that that was where that was the gig he landed after he left Tampa as except, the head coach. The head coach. I'll I'll say this: Morris is very well respected in a lot of NFL circles. He's considered a good guy, a good a good football coach. Can he turn an organization's direction around a little bit? Uh, again, I think I this is just my opinion of the Atlanta Falcons. They're not broken. They're not starting over. That was a couple years ago. I, I think they're halfway through the building, the rebuilding process. They haven't fixed the the ultimate rebuilding position at quarterback, but I think I think they're on their way there. There's just still a lot of work to do, and it wasn't going to ever be a fast turnaround for them. Can Morris get them where they need to be? I think so. I mean, it was good and. and in L.A., he did good things with the Rams. And I'm not, I'm really not trying to overplay the McVay angle. I'm just saying, like, he understands, you know, he needs what, maybe the kind of offense he needs. He's not going to get a play call like McVay. Guy who can just rip teams to shreds with matchups and whatnot. But I think he maybe has a better sense of what he wants offensively than he did. Because he came from the box, John. <laughs> you know, and it, and it took him it took him a long time to work back up, up through the ranks. He was fired in 2011 in Tampa. And to get another full head coaching job, not an interim, but a full head coaching job, he has gone through a lot to get back to this point. Absolutely. I, I think it's worth giving him a second chance. Yes. I'm not, uh, I'm not guaranteeing success here. No, but I think he has earned the opportunity, and I'm glad to see him get this opportunity in Atlanta. Yeah, he's he's a good guy, and I, I, I think that he cares. He wants to be there. Definitely. He's probably going to, and he, he respects and has a relationship with Arthur Blank already. That means he, I think he's going to work his tail off to help the owner reach where the owner wants to go. I think it's a good thing he's not going to be in Rich McKay's office. I'm very... Uh, when he has issues. Yeah, I'm looking over Raheem Morris's resume right now and you know, just trying to you know, piece together kind of all the things that he has done. There's one thing that stands out to me, though, in his resume. There's a lot of NFL defensive quality control, defensive assistant, defensive backs coach, all those different you know, types of roles. He was a receivers coach, too, at one time. Weird. Uh, in 2006, he was the defensive coordinator for Ron Prince and the Kansas State Wildcats. What did they do in 2006? Um, they upset the number four Texas-ranked Longhorns Oh, that season. Okay. I don't think everyone will, would say that the Ron Prince era was a resounding success. I don't really remember 06 Kansas State, to be honest with you. Uh, they went 7-6. and six. Was it 04 they were really good? Oh, my goodness. Look, All right. This is crazy. This is just down a rabbit hole here. Okay, let's do it. Uh, seven and six, 2006 Kansas State football team. Went four and four in the Big 12. First year head coach Ron Prince. Defensive coordinator in his one only year, Raheem Morris. Brad, I want you to guess who the offensive coordinator was for this team. Oh, gosh, I have no he idea. He is a sitting head coach at a big-time power school in, the, in one of the two big mega conferences. I have no idea. James Franklin. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. Yep. James Franklin and Raheem Morris were Ron Prince's coordinators in 2006 at Kansas State. They've done better than Ron Prince since then. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> the return of Bill Snyder and Kleiman's pretty good. No, no, no. I'm saying those two individuals have done better than, than Prince. Did. Oh, also, yes. I agree with that as well. <laughs> They're at least sitting head coaches currently as of today all right uh i still i would rather have had belichick in atlanta you're gonna disagree with me falcons fans i'd rather have belichick you know i think 
I think what Belichick fell into in New England was he needed to hit the reset button on the on the PlayStation or the Xbox. And life doesn't work that way. There is no reset button. But if he could have started the franchise all over again and gone with the default rosters and done things differently, I, I think it would have been a, a different outcome for both him and, and the Patriots. But I think he compounded bad roster management with more bad roster management. I don't think he forgot how to coach. I think he's still an excellent uh, game planner. I think he still knows how to how to manage games and exploit teams and a pulse on when to do this, when to do that, and when to pull this, you know, push this button and that. But I, I think he still knows how to do all that. I think the roster just got way away from him, and it's his fault. You hold him responsible for that. But a whole new team with a whole new roster, I think I think it's a different Bill Belichick. I think you get the good of Bill Belichick. He just he couldn't ever hit the reset button in New England. It didn't work that way. No, like I have said repeatedly, it was the GM Bill Belichick that got head coach Bill Belichick removed. He did a poor job at drafting. I think he did some decent stuff in free agency, you know, especially on the defensive side of the ball, like Matthew Judon, some of those guys, like he's brought in some good pieces. But I think everything on the offensive side of the ball was just a mess from drafting and free agent signings. And I also think towards the end, it got a little too friends and family plan on that coaching staff. Yeah. Yeah, and that he really erred there by just continually bringing back the same guys that... And just giving them different roles. Like, yeah. the Matt yeah. Patricia and Joe Judge I don't as even know, co-OCs. I don't even know what, what, what Patricia's coach. Like, he's coached every side of the ball, every position at this point. Like, like what, what what is he good at is, is, my, is my point. We don't know. Not coaching. Don't, don't ask Eagles fans what he's good at. <laughs> not, not coaching in general. Uh, but to your point, yeah, he he let a lot of things get away from him when Brady left. And and maybe ego kicked in a little bit. Oh, I'm sure that was a part of it. And it was, oh, I can do this without Brady. I've got my coaches. I've got a system. I know what I'm doing. And he turns out those coaches can't coach all that well. Turns out that the roster decisions and the draft picks didn't work out. Everybody misses. Saban's missed. Dabo's missed. You know, Bill uh, Walsh missed. Like, yeah. everybody's missed at some point on somebody and some player. It's how do you fix it when you miss. I think Bill Belichick missed and then missed again. And I don't know if it was ego. I don't know if it was just too too much of, like, I need somebody to tell me don't do that. Probably, he probably needed someone to try to you know keep him in his lane, and there was nobody in New England that was going to tell Bill Belichick no anything no, and and, and that's part of the problem. Sometimes we need somebody to say no. We all need someone to answer. We all need accountability. He didn't have any. He didn't have to have any. Now, he earned that right with all the winning and the longevity and the things that he had done in New England. A new owner, a new situation. Does he get that accountability back potentially? Now, I thought Atlanta could give him that. But for whatever reason, it didn't seem to go well. Brad, on the other side of this break, I want to discuss the Carolina Panthers hire. We will. But I also want to get into the fact that it looks like Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel will not be coaching in the National Football League in 2024. We will discuss that uh, in terms of the two jobs that are left over or left too. Before we take a break, hatflowco.com. Go check them out. We're wearing... The hats right now, they got the leather patch with the roar on them. They look great. They feel great. 
It's a Richardson hat, and you can customize it however you want it for your church, your business, your charity organization, whatever it may be. Go to hatflowco.com. They also got great products available right now. They're getting new licenses for different schools. They've got the Wade Wood as the Clemson linebacker. They got his uh, his gear now. There, you can buy that on their website, hatflowco.com. No order minimums, fast turnaround, nationwide shipping. There's no reason not to get the latest look uh, with the cool-looking leather patch. Put it on a beanie, a straw hat, whatever you want. They've got it at hatflowco.com. More to come after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. Is your phone plan messing with your savings plan? Don't get stuck paying for things you don't want. With Verizon, you only pay for what you need. And for a limited time, when you bring your own phones to a Verizon store, you'll get an amazing price on your plan. Plus, you'll save on things you actually love, like the Netflix and Max with Ads Bundle. And it's on our award-winning 5G network. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today for an incredible deal. A better plan to save is Verizon. Additional terms and conditions apply. I'm starting the new year by making sure my home feels new and advanced cleaning with zero res. Take advantage of their New Year sale. Get three rooms of carpet clean for only $119. And when you mention me, Mickey, and the Roar, you'll get a hallway clean for free. Schedule online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Warmer days aren't the only thing ahead. So is the Upstate South Carolina Book Show. From January 25th through January 28th at the Greenville Convention Center, you and your family can get up close to the latest boat models for fishing, speed, and cruisers, as well as the latest in gear and accessories and insurance and finance vendors. If it's on the water, it's here. Only from January 25th to the 28th and only at the Greenville Convention Center. Bring your whole family to the Upstate South Carolina Boat Show. Kids six and younger are free. Find out more and purchase tickets at UpstateSCBoatShow.com. This is Herb Tyler. I want to make sure that you download the Chick-fil-A app before attending the 2024 Chick-fil-A Recruiting Wrap-Up hosted by Fort Hill Clemson Club. Create an account, make sure your phone's location service is on so you have a precise location turned on for the app. We have a fun location-based giveaway planned only for attendees, so don't miss out on this. And never miss out on getting rewarded by mobile ordering on the Chick-fil-A app when you visit Chick-fil-A of Clemson or Chick-fil-A of Seneca. We had a great experience with Serta Pro Painters. The estimating process, the scheduling, and the painting all went very smooth, and our house looks great. We cannot thank Serta Pro enough for helping us fall in love with our home all over again. Serta Pro was called to correct an inadequate job from a prior company who became unresponsive to correct their issues. Don't take chances. Use Serta Pro first. Visit SertaPro.com today to book your quote with a locally owned and operated upstate Serta Pro. SertaPro.com. Finding a dealership alternative just got easier. With three locations in Greenville, Cherrydale, and Anderson, First Class Halt is here to service your Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. With ASE certified technicians, state-of-the-art equipment, free shuttles, customer rewards program, and a limited lifetime warranty on parts and labor, we stand behind our work. So if you're looking for an independent service shop who treats you like a customer, not a number, look no further than firstclasshalt.com. And while you are there, take advantage of our new customer offer, First Class Halt, your dealership alternative. 
<laughs> oh, this cold. Honey? Honey? Honey, you need DayQuil Severe Honey. DayQuil Severe Honey gives you powerful cold and flu symptom relief with a honey-licious taste. Because life doesn't stop for a cold. Okay, I'm ready to go. <coughs> now I'm getting a cold. Honey. Try DayQuil Severe Honey for powerful cold and flu relief. DayQuil Severe with honey flavor. The daytime coughing, aching, stuffy head fever, honey-licious, power through your day, medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Carolina Top Dressing is your go-to solution for maintaining a healthy and vibrant lawn. With our specialized soil conditioning program, we ensure your grass stays nutritious and healthy. Right now, take advantage of our limited time offer and receive a free lawn aeration when you sign up for our program. Trust us to help your lawn thrive all season long. Visit us now at carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, Go Tigers! This Saturday, the Clemson Tigers are back on the road as they head up to Cameron Indoor Stadium to take on the Duke Blue Devils. After a week off and a break to catch their breath, the Tigers look to create some momentum with a big road win. Broadcast begins at 3.30. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. Crank it up and embarrass your children. The Roar, where every day is game day. We are back here live on The Roar. The Press Box for Brad and John, 9.45 a.m. The Dream Center in Easley educates and empowers local people in need through free classes, crisis intervention, and counseling. You can donate and help the Dream Center at a time when they certainly need first of the year. The weather um, has obviously not, not been good, and they need clothes. They need supplies so that folks can go to the Dream Center resale stores and purchase these with their Dream Center Bucks. So if you go through their classes and their educational process, you earn the Dream Center Bucks. And then you can go and provide for yourself, for your family, whatever it may be, by turning those into the resale place. But they got to have stuff on the shelves. They got to have the clothes to stay warm. They've got to have the supplies. They need your help. So please think of next time, hey, I got some stuff I need to get rid of, throw it out, donate it. Take it to the Dream Center. It's really simple, too. There's always somebody out there. they got four locations. I've dropped some stuff off. Uh, I think it was last week. So simple and easy. It, it was raining, and they even volunteered to to, to get it out and, and take care of it all without me getting out in the rain. I said, no, no, I, I can get out in the rain for just a brief minute to to hand you these things. But that's it, it just means a lot to them that you will donate. So please go by. There's one in Easley. There's one in Greenville, Pleasantburg Road. There's one in Seneca and Pickens as well. Uh, it really does make a difference uh, for a lot of people this time of the year. So think about that when you're throwing some things out or just don't know what to do with something. Take it over to the Dream Center's resale store today. 654-ROAR, you want to get in with us. Ernie in Greenville is up next. Hey, Ernie, how you doing? Hey, Brad, how are you? Doing well. Good. Hey, uh, just just quickly, I was... You know, we you were talking about Tampa Bay and Raheem and how they were they were bad or they were just listless uh, when he was there. 
And I thought to myself, well, at least they've won, uh, you know, a Super Bowl or two compared to the Commanders and the Cowboys, since I'm a lifelong Commanders fan uh, like you. And then I thought, well, let me look this up. And so I went back and looked at the Super Bowl winners since uh, the Commanders and the Cowboys were last in the Super Bowl. And Tampa has won two. There are actually nine other teams that have won two Super Bowls since either the Commanders or the Cowboys were last in the Super Bowl. And it would have been 11 if Seattle had won twice. And so since it all comes back to me as a bitter Commanders fan, (laughs) uh, you know, I just had to, you know, pass along that stat uh, once again to point out the absolute destitute miseriness of the Cowboys and the Commanders uh, franchises. Yeah, I'd have been a lot happier if you just left Washington out of the conversation and we just focused on Dallas there. Ernie, no, but it's but, way more fun, uh, Ernie, <laughs> that you brought up Washington. I appreciate that. Oh. Sure. Well, you know, we just, I mean, is that just like once again, you know, two of the, two of the most, I think, the, the, the five or six most valuable franchise, sports franchises in the world, at least the commanders were at one time. Uh, and, uh, oh, we lost you, Ernie. You're breaking up there. Had a, had a phone connection issue. Uh, yeah, it speaks to the horrible ownership that took place in Washington for far, far, far too long. And now, hopefully better days are certainly ahead, but those, those stats don't make me feel warm and crazy. I was so happy that Ernie got in on a Friday with those stats. Well, I'm sure you were. Why, your team made the playoffs this year. My team hasn't had a losing record since... It's been a while. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. You can't even remember. I remember the last time my team had a losing record. So a month ago? Yeah. <laughs> 2023. <laughs> Into 2024. And 22 and 21. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> We we get it, John. You don't have to continue to harp on the uh, the point there, but uh, does that change anytime soon for either franchise? I, I mean, Dallas is way closer, but Dallas. But are is, they? But they're also far away. I mean, they're you know, Dallas was pretty overrated this year. Let's just call it what it was. Absolutely, they were overrated. Um, I want to phrase it this way: Which one makes? An NFC Championship game first. Dallas or Washington? I'm not even talking the Super Bowl. And I don't even say you got to win the NFC title game. You just got to participate in it. There's no good answer here. I mean, there really isn't. Because the uh, Washington's made the playoffs one time since 2015. Dallas goes to the playoffs almost every year. And flames out immediately. So there, there's like both of them are cursed to whatever degree you, you want to say. So what, what's what gives you a better chance making it? You know, once out of every eight years and having a chance to go deep, or getting there every year, but no one thinks you have a chance to get out of the first game you play. It's a horrible question to ask me today, John. And you're I have, welcome. And I have no clue what the direction right now is of Washington. So until I get a clearer picture. It's hard to say. We think they're hiring Ben Johnson, but nothing could become official on that, you know, till next week or whatever. Yeah. So that, or after the Super Bowl, you know, whatever happens between Detroit and San Francisco on Sunday, we'll talk about that shortly. But I don't, 
I don't I, how am I supposed to answer that question? <laughs> which which one would you prefer to take there? I lean Washington slightly. Wow. Even though Dallas gets way more chances. Yeah. Even though you you don't even know who the head coach Washington doesn't even have a head coach right now. Yeah. Dallas. I have watched the Cowboys trip on their own two feet every single year in the postseason. Dallas is saddled with Dak Prescott. At least Washington has the ability to change the direction of their quarterback. There is no there's no change in the direction on Dak. I think I think he's there for the next two years. I think even longer. Maybe even longer. Because Jerry just doesn't want to go down the road of also, I think we we also need to come to terms with the fact that Jerry Jones in the 2020s is a pretty loyal guy. But I also just think the way the, the NFL is, I, in his age, I just... I, I don't know if there's an urgency or a lack of wanting to change. I don't think there's a want to change with Dak there at all. I think Jerry Jones loves Dak Prescott. But if you start over at quarterback, you know it's, it could very well take some time. And then you're not, you're not making the playoffs. You know, you're not getting those opportunities, much less winning. But Dallas doesn't feel like they're built to to do anything. No, I mean, I look at all, like, the real key pieces of that team, and they're all, I mean, they're all older. Well, I mean, there's Micah Parsons, there's C.D. Lamb. I, I'm looking at, I guess, more of, like, Tyron Smith. Um, oh, he's older. Yeah, like, the, some of the offensive linemen, um, some of, like, the linebackers and things like that. I'm, the, yes, the, there is C.D. Lamb. Yes, you have Diggs, who's a younger player. You do have some young guys there, but... Do you buy the idea that Dallas can just, like, it's hard to move. It is. Financially, and I think in Jerry's heart, it's hard to move off of Dak. You and I, neither one of us like Dak. But you realize it is difficult to move off of him and start Very much so, yeah. So would you not just do everything you can to give him better players? Yeah, I think that's what they're doing. I just don't think it's ever going to get them to where they want to go. Can it get them to the NFC Championship? I don't think so. I think they can make an NFC championship. They're not winning a Super Bowl. I mean, you continue to put up the records they're putting up. Eventually, all you got to do is win one game and you're in the AFC champion or the NFC championship. <laughs> Eventually. We think, right? But we, we do the same song and dance with the Cowboys every single year. My team, meanwhile, has had uh, one, one winning season and one 500 season since they last made the playoffs in 15. So, who am I to throw glass you know, stones at a glass house here? I mean, what, what what am I talking about? What do I know? No, you're fine. And honestly, I probably shouldn't be saying all that much because the Steelers can't seem to win a playoff game to save their lives either. I mean, the one year that, that Washington made the playoffs, they didn't even have a winning record. Remember, they won the division. It's seven and nine. Was that when they played Tom Brady and the Bucks? In the yes. playoffs, and yes. Taylor Heineke started for him. Yes. Yeah. I remember that game. They didn't play that terribly either. Oh, they actually almost could have pulled that off. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah, that, that was that year uh, when they the entire NFC was in turmoil and the Eagles were about to draft Jalen Hurts and, you know, whatever the Cowboys were doing. I don't remember. Uh, uh, they were about to pay Dak. <laughs> Is that your dad got hurt? I, I think, think so. I think it is, yeah. But a lot of those years that are around 2020 all kind of blend together for me. Yeah, you're right about that. We we had other things on our mind than trying to remember. We're trying to forget 2020, not remember it. Certainly not trying to remember <laughs> what the Dallas Cowboys were doing in 2020. Uh, 
boy, t- time just fl- time stopped, didn't it? For in twenty twenty, like, it feels like a it feels like it was just a standalone era. 20, 2020 and twenty twenty one feel like yeah, completely standalone eras, as opposed to everything you know pre COVID and post COVID, really post since twenty twenty one. So it, it's hard to keep up with that stuff. I get it. All right, what about the Carolina Panthers hiring uh, Dave Canales, a a young OC boy? Where, where have you heard this before? A young guy with a great mind can work with quarterbacks and can turn things around for the Carolina Panthers. Are there any other um, like catchphrases or you know Key standard yeah, any SEO things? Like, do you want to just get in there uh, while we're like reading the statement because bright, this is about as generic as it could be in the National Football League? Bright mind, uh, tactician. Uh, what else can we call offensive it? savant? Guru, and he would use the word. Guru. Oh, he's got to be a guru. Yeah, quarterback guru. There we go. We hit the keywords there. Boom! Great hire, quarterback guru. Got to have it. Do you like this hire? Yeah, I think it's a fine hire. I don't know much about him. Like I, we have a lot more knowledge of Raheem Morris than we do. We do him. Well, there's not there's not a lot to go on here uh, for this this gentleman. He his coaching career started at Carson High School in California, where he was where he went, where he grew up. He coached at special teams and tight ends at El Camino College. <laughs> then he <laughs> just I don't know why that's funny. And then he went to Southern Cal, where he co- where he spent a year as the assistant to the uh, to the strength coach here. This is like assistant the to the strength coach. Yeah. All right, <laughs> assistant to the assistant manager kind of thing here. This is this is the office. Uh, and then he latched on in Seattle, where he spent. Many years. Uh, worked his way up. Worked with receivers, quarterbacks, passing game coordinator, and then became the OC in Tampa for just one year. Just one year, John. It's not like he did this for four years. It's like Ben Johnson has been doing this for, what, three years? And everybody thinks he's the guru now. Canales did this for one year in Tampa. He's considered a, again, keywords, the bright mind, and he turned Baker Mayfield's career around. And he had four thousand passing yards and twenty eight touchdowns, and and that and that's the reason he was hired. Yes, because Baker Mayfield a year ago in in Charlotte could not complete the forward pass. And David Tepper watched that and said, "Wait a minute, why is he doing that? Because now he now he's watching it in Tampa because they played him twice. And he's like, why is that guy able to do that now when I couldn't get that out of him? And somebody said, Dave Canales. He went, oh, okay." I don't like this move. Talk about reeking of desperation. Now, I I understand the idea of I got a young quarterback. I need to give him tools. But you're hiring a quarterback coach. You're not hiring a head coach. When does that go well? Give me an example that that has happened and worked out where you literally hired a head coach to coach one position. But that's essentially what they're doing here. Yeah, They need a mentor, someone to get the most out of Bryce Young. And maybe that's right. I don't I don't disagree with the premise. But where does that scream head coach can run a team, can stand in front of men and lead them and convince them to to lay their bodies on the line, play hurt, mental toughness, physical toughness, grinding through camp. Where do you see that? And Canales may set the world on fire and prove us all wrong. But there's no evidence he's capable of doing any of that. And that is more important, in my opinion, than Bryce Young. 654-ROAR. 
We'll talk about that and where the NFL is headed with some of these hires. Coming up in hour number two, get started here in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere on the roar. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg.